How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Grand Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. With money and haw. Biggs time. The Biggs Report. With Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Big Zay. Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Any surprise that, that the Bears went as early as they went with the trade and your thoughts on how they did? Well, I think that it, you got to be a little bit surprised simply because it, trades of this nature have not happened this early before. But um, I look at it in a, as a situation where both sides wanted to have some of that clarity entering uh, Wednesday when free agency opens, what, what do they have and what do they need? And by accomplishing the trade uh, Friday afternoon, they, uh, they both will have that. So there isn't uh, any uncertainty uh, in terms of, uh, you know, do we have a huge deal in front of us or not? Brad, at the NFL Combine, Ryan Poles bragged about having two future first-round picks in 24 and 25. He didn't get that, but did the inclusion of D.J. Moore with a second-round pick in 2025 make that uh, about the same or equal out? Is that the big reason why they were able to make the trade at this time? I think D.J. Moore is more valuable than a 2025 first-round draft pick. I mean, you're, you're talking about a pick that's, uh, you know, that's a long ways off. It's what 25 months away until mm-hmm. you can even you can even use that draft pick. You got a chance to run DJ Moore out there for uh, 34 regular season games prior to that, and uh, and he's also under contract for 2025. If he plays well, there's there's no doubt in my mind he'll he'll. Uh, be in a position to uh, request a new contract before then, but they've got a proven player instead of a another uh, high-priced uh, lottery lottery scratch-off ticket. You don't, and you've got you just be guessing uh, where that Panthers pick would be 
at that point as well. So uh, that's a non-issue to me. I, I think you'd rather have uh, DJ Moore than a first-round pick in 2025. I mean, the Bears uh, have had the uh, darndest time developing uh, high-caliber wide receivers over a uh, you know long stretch of, of coaching staffs and, and front office types. Uh, certainly Alshon Jeffrey uh, was a hit, but, um, you know, most of the other productive wide receivers, really productive wide receivers that they've had in the building, uh, they've had to bring in from the outside. So they get a guy in from the outside that instantly, instantly becomes Justin Fields' uh, best target. And obviously, Brad, it's a manageable contract, right? I mean, you're talking oh, about – yeah. Yeah. Three years averaging seventeen point four million and, and it and it's these are premier seasons for a receiver. Yeah, I mean if listen, if DJ Moore goes out this year and puts up I I'm just pulling numbers out of thin air here, eighty catches for twelve hundred yards and eight or nine touchdowns, I'd be a little surprised if he wasn't going to the team for a new contract with two years remaining on his deal. Um but it, it, they've got to understand that. And if he's a player for them, if, if he goes out there and gets it done for them, it might behoove them uh, to, uh, to, to pay him at that point. It might, uh, it might make sense for them to go ahead and, uh, and get that deal done with him, but he's, he's got to go out and do it. We've got to see, we've got to see what the offense looks like. And they've got a heck of a lot of work to do. Um, but before we can talk about them uh, having a, a a good problem to have in terms of needing to uh, make make a premier wide receiver happy in their locker room. Last thing about the timing, Brad. So how did it work for Carolina in terms of why they wanted to do it now and get the clarity going into free agency? And is, there's going to be a suggestion if anybody doesn't like this trade, they'll say, well, he could have gotten more if he had waited longer, even though I don't necessarily agree with that? Uh, potentially, you know, I, I think there are probably some teams that weren't going to pull the trigger until they could have a private workout with the quarterbacks until they had more clarity themselves in terms of who they were going to take. I, I don't think the Panthers know who they're taking uh, with the pick right now. Uh, and, and there might have been a team that said, you know, possibly we would do this if, the, if there's a guy – you know, we have strong conviction for, well, you, you need some other steps in the process to, to get that conviction. And, and so could he have gotten more? I, I don't know. Um, but I think having some, like I said, some clarity going into free agency helps the bears a little bit. And um, were they going to get a trade done with someone else that got them a better wide receiver? I don't know because free agency, we talked about this, uh, when they made their trade for Chase Claypool, guys, free agency is very thin at the wide receiver position. It's not like the Bears were going to be able to go out and buy uh, Justin Fields a lot of great targets had they not been able to get a guy like D.J. Moore. So, um, yeah, the the timing, it makes sense for Carolina, makes sense for uh, the Bears. And, and now the Panthers know, hey, they've got some work to do with the wide receiver position. Does this – uh, lead them to have interest in Jacoby Myers might be might be the best target on the market. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, obviously, they feel like they had to get the quarterback thing right after running through the quarterback carousel. Uh, 
with uh, what appears to be a uh, slightly impatient owner. Uh, so they'll go out and get the quarterback, and they figure they can they can uh, solve their issue at wide receiver uh, a lot more easily by replacing DJ Moore here in the uh, maybe not the immediate future, but the near future. So they got another weapon that hopefully helps them uh, with that. What about figuring out the offensive line? Are they going to, you know, we keep hearing Mike McClinchy, um, you know, obviously. Uh, Poles would have a lot of information from his time in Kansas City on the decision they made to bring in Orlando Brown Jr. and and what kind of player he is. It doesn't sound like he's on their radar. But what about uh, next? What happens now? Yeah, well, now they've got to determine what they what they want to do in free agency. And he's talked about building through the draft, and I think you can maintain that as sort of your goal and uh, the direction you're going to head while while filling some needs via free agency. I think they need to be calculated. Now, you, they have to make a decision if this market goes how people expect. If they're comfortable giving you know, elite money or close to elite money to non-elite players, which is what sort of the nature of free agency is, right, guys? Uh, you, you talk about the offensive line, and, and I think that's a great place to start. You need to look in the trenches um, on both sides of the ball. At right tackle, McGlinchey, Jawan Taylor, uh, Caleb McGarry, they're all available um, in free agency. They're all right tackles. And the sense I get to talking to people is the price tag for McGlinchey and Taylor could uh, easily go over $15 million dollars a year uh, right now in the league, there's a grand total of five right tackles averaging more than $15 million a year. Um, so are, do these guys fit as elite players? I, I don't think they're elite, uh, but they certainly are better than what the bears have right now. So you've got to, you've got to evaluate the player. Is there more growth for the player? Is there room for him to improve? And, you know, are they comfortable uh, overpaying? Like with Draymond Jones, you look at the defensive tackle from the Denver Broncos, that market continues to climb. Right. Uh, Deron Payne got a big deal yesterday. Um, or is someone comfortable, you know, paying, overpaying him? I mean, that's the nature of free agency. I talked to a GM with another team yesterday, guys, who was – wanted to talk about the offensive line market and, you know, his team, it sounds like is in looking for a tackle, but they want to be in this with the second tier of players, right? They, they cannot afford um, or don't want to get in the market for a McGlinchey, a McGarry, a Joan Taylor. His concern is that that next tier where you've got, you know, Isaiah Wynn and, and Trey Perkins and some others, his concern is th- that market is going to be uh, more inflated than his team uh, wants to or can uh, afford to pay. The guys there might be commanding 7 to $8 million a year. So uh, he said offensive line and cornerback is where uh, it's going to be mighty expensive when things happen later today and certainly – um, Draymond Jones is looking for a boatload of money 
uh, when you talk about a defensive lineman. Brad, by getting a number one from the Panthers in 2024, the Bears are in a position to really be big players in the in that draft. And I said earlier, because of who's available potentially in that draft and getting J- DJ Moore now, that moving down to nine, the Bears are off the clock, but Justin Fields is on it. you agree or disagree? Well, if they continue to, to build this offense better around him, if they go out and buy a right tackle in the next uh, you know, 48 to 72 hours, if they make another move on the offensive line here moving forward, yeah, I mean, the, the, the excuses are going to be gone. He's no longer going to be learning a new system. He's no longer going to have an offensive line that uh, is, uh, I'm sure people will criticize it, right, because it's never the quarterback's fault, but the offensive line's not going to be a massive culprit, um, and they won't have the uh, worst uh, cast of wide receivers in the league uh, either. So there's going to be an expectation for a big jump forward by Justin Fields. I, I would agree with that. And you, you would certainly hope to um, have a clear picture of kind of what you see his career arc being at the end of the season. I know that's a little bit difficult for a guy at year three, but when you talk about a, a fifth-round option for a quarterback and things of those nature, uh, it usually doesn't work out well for the club or the player when um, it's ambiguous at the end of uh, year three. You know, the the best case scenario that I think we can look at uh, the past couple of years anyway is Danny Jones in uh, New York with the Giants, right? They declined the fifth-year option. He went out and played well for a new coaching staff, and they paid them. Uh, I, Non-Giants fans may not think that uh, the Giants made the best move uh, with that, but they had sort of an ambiguous uh, situation with Daniel Jones and the surrounding cast for him uh, at the end of year three. Uh, Brad, uh, you know, just looking at what they've done here, and they make this trade and they bring on, and, you know, as we talked about, a a good receiver on a really good deal, um, and we'll see if that holds up or not, but as you point out, if he has a really good season. Nonetheless, you know, he's he's under contract for, for uh, 2023, 2024, and 2025. Um, is Ryan Poles value shopping? Do you feel that, that he wouldn't go after uh, an Orlando Brown because of the money? You know, you mentioned Payne getting paid. Does that change the market at defensive tackle? And is that now a position that they're less likely to spend on? You know, obviously there's a lot of edge guys in this draft. I don't know that there are a lot of defensive tackles. Who do you see them earmarking here in free agency? And will they be value shopping, which is almost impossible in free agency? And uh, and does that impact who they're taking at the with the ninth pick? Well, I think it's all part of the puzzle when you get when you get to the draft. What what have they accomplished in free agency that that they feel really good about? Where maybe they don't need uh, a clear starter or competition uh, at a position. I, you can't value shop uh, until about Sunday, right? And I know it's Monday right now. Like you're not going to be able to value shop until uh, players have uh, have sat there and their phone uh, hasn't been ringing for a few days. So none of that's going to happen anytime soon. I, I think they'll look at a couple positions 
and a couple players where they're willing to be uh, aggressive. And, and in my mind, that's on lines of scrimmage. That's on the offensive line, and, and that's on the defensive line. Um, and it, it's kind of thin on the D-line, guys. Um, Draymond Jones, Javon Hargrave would be a great fit if they want to buy a guy that's over 30. Um, they, you could get a nose tackle much cheaper uh, than a three technique. They're easier to find. Where it's really thin, in my mind, too, in free agency, and it's a good thing, it's a strong draft for edge rushers, is that there's not yeah. a lot of guys on the street right now that can get after the quarterback. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe of, of the Colts uh, is a proven pass rusher, but the guy's been on five teams since 2019, and there's one reason why. Uh, it's because uh, there's, there aren't even rumors out there uh, about him defending the run, right? I mean, he's he's a one-trick pony. Uh, Marcus Davenport has had some production for the Saints, uh, but he's had some injuries, and then he's kind of disappeared at times. I think he had a half sack last year, so you better feel really good about the other stuff you see on tape and how you believe he'll fit your scheme to go out and pay him uh, a ton of money uh, as well. Brad, you talked to a lot of people around the league. I'm sure you've gotten some reaction over the weekend. What does this trade do to the perception of Ryan Poles? Is how, and how is it being viewed? He shrewd move or he should have waited? Uh, yeah, little mix. You know, I haven't talked to a ton of people. I was out of town. I've talked to some. Uh, people, people think it's a, a good move. Uh, guy I spoke to last night thought it might have been a little bit light. Uh, just on, uh, you know, kind of first glance. But most of these guys with other teams, are they're, they've been gearing up for free agency. So I don't know that they've spent a ton of time uh, kind of diving into the deal and evaluating it. They, everyone uh, believes that D.J. Moore is a really good player. And, and so we, we all know uh, the need there uh, for the Bears. So, you know, this now – turns into a situation and we've talked about this before it's now about what the bears do with the draft picks right what kind of players do they get because that will tell us ultimately how ryan pulls did it the easy part is coming up with a trade partner and making a deal the hard part is turning those draft picks into foundational uh players and um they're sitting there at nine they should be able to get a really good player once upon a time. A Brian Erlacher uh, was the ninth pick in the draft. Um, I don't know that they'll get a Hall of Famer in this year's class uh, sitting right there, but they've got flexibility. They've got more picks. They've got some draft capital moving into the future. And this is something we could talk about down the road, but with two first-round picks next year, you know, do you look to – do you consider – starting kind of what Howie Roseman has done with the Philadelphia Eagles where he tries to keep flipping one of those first round picks and adding to his inventory in the future. So ultimately when he sees a can't miss player in his mind or a difference maker in his mind that he's got to have, it's a, it's a, I got to have it guy. Then he's in position to make something happen uh, order the bears you know, use two picks next year. I mean, that, that, there's a ton of stuff we can talk about moving forward, but uh, I think it's a strong deal for the Bears. And um, 
they've got a lot of work to do this week, and I think it'll be uh, very exciting over the course of uh, the next three to four days and, and then the next uh, six to seven weeks, guys. Um, Brad, when you think about where this thing is at right now, um, do they have enough in terms of this year's draft? In other words, they still have one selection in the top 50, and it is a uh, it is the ninth pick, not the first pick. And they still, when you look at it, they added a second-round pick, but it's the end of the second round, not the start of the second round. I mean, I get it. They got, what, four picks that you feel good about, but it's not as much firepower at the top as, as maybe some people would hope. Right. And, and you, you, you know, you bring up a fair point because we've been talking about that, that, you know, they had one pick in the top 50 and, and they owned what three picks in the top 100. And that hasn't shifted by a lot, partly because, um, you know, DJ Moore is, is part of that return from the Carolina Panthers. So the bears had to give a little there to get a player to position right. where, where they had next to nothing. What, so that's why I think the first couple of days of free agency will be significant uh, for the bears here. And uh, it will be instructive as to what they might end up doing at number nine. But when you look at where they're at, they've, they've got the 54th pick that was from the Roquan trade. Uh, they're at 61, which they got, uh, from Carolina here, and then they've got the top pick of round three, which is, uh, well, 64 this year because of Miami missing that pick. That's prime area right there in my mind for a weak side linebacker. And I know some people have talked about them maybe going out and signing uh, Bobby Okereke of the Colts who come in knowing the system. Right. But if you want to draft and develop a guy at that spot, and you have confidence in your coach to be able to do that, and, and he's worked with – you know, Sean Lee in Dallas and, and, and Shaq Leonard in Indianapolis, you know, that's a prime spot in the draft where you can find those athletic off the ball uh, linebackers. So I feel good about, Hey, maybe they can get one of those guys there. Um, it's, it's, it's not perfect here when you talk about the draft capital and where they're at. And, and I get your point, but uh when you go out there and you earn the number one pick in the draft with, with 14 losses, uh, rarely is the thing going to set up perfectly for you. Great stuff, Big Z. Always a joy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Brad. All right, guys. More fun later this week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.